You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delany Williams and I am joined by my co-host Landry Holmes. Hey Delany. Hello and Landry, every I hope our listeners feel that every week is an exciting episode, an exciting session, but I'm really excited about this session, you know, because guess what we're going to talk about? Are we going to talk about Christmas? We are. Are we talking about Christmas we today? We are talking All about right. Christmas. You know, we are, we are in Unit 4, Session 4, and it's titled, God Keeps His Promises. And so, our listeners may have already figured out that since this is the last session of the unit, it is what we call a Big Truth Session. And so, that's the case here, that it's a Big Truth Session we have the previous weeks we have been in the book of Exodus and so we are going to take a break from the book of Exodus for this session and we're going to go to Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 9 for our story about God keeps his promises. Then next week we will go back as we begin unit 5 we'll go back to the book of Exodus. Not only is it a big truth session, but as we mentioned already, this is about Christmas. And so it's double exciting. And so when we think about this big idea of this session, you know, Landry, this will be an opportunity for boys and girls to learn the Christmas story from a different angle that maybe they haven't heard as much before with it being in Isaiah and all. And so As we think about the previous three sessions, we have seen God's faithfulness to his people. You know, in the first session, we saw that God promised Moses that he would equip him to lead the Israelites, and he did. Then he promised Israel he would rescue them from slavery, and he did that too. And then, last week, we saw that he promised the people that he would lead and protect them, and he did. And so during this session in the birth of Jesus, we see the culmination of many promises God had made. God is always faithful, so we can trust his promises even when we don't fully understand his timing. That, that is, that's huge, Delaney, for me. And I think it's really big for kids, too. Sometimes we don't really think about God fulfilling his promises because his timing is not always our timing. And I think it's so important to help kids understand because, you know, they, they're growing up in a world where instant gratification is even more prevalent than it was a decade ago. So we can help them understand just because we may not see with our eyes God fulfilling his promises. God is always at work, always at work, and he is fulfilling his promises even when we can't see them. And we just have to trust God that his timing is perfect. And so this is a great opportunity this session because of being from Isaiah 9, a prophecy of the Messiah. I think it's just a great opportunity to help kids, especially, you know, I'm thinking about elementary kids who have such a hard time. They have a hard time waiting for Christmas. And some of, you know, some of our listeners, y'all may not be teaching this at Christmas time, But this story is ageless, as all the stories in the Bible are, because it points to Jesus 
again reminding us, even though we can't always see how God's fulfilling his promises, God is always at work, and he is always at work fulfilling his promises. Sorry, I I, I kind of preached there a little bit. Sorry about that, Delaney. It's okay. Great word and great reminder for us all. And so, you know, this next part of the episode is where we talk about some activities that may need a little extra prep time or even some helpful hints as our teachers plan for the session. And so I want to highlight some from our preschool resources. One is in our younger preschool leader guide. And so there's an activity where they're going to be working nativity puzzles. And so it asks for the fronts of Christmas cards. You use the fronts of Christmas cards to cut into puzzles. And so some of you some of our listeners may be wondering, you know, where can I get some of these Christmas cards? You know, people I'm thinking of, they send family pictures for their Christmas cards or whatever. You know, where can I find some that have nativities on them? And I, I think I want to encourage our our leaders to reach out to people in your church who may receive some of those Christmas cards with the nativity scenes and ask them, would you mind giving us the fronts of your Christmas cards that you receive? And and you can use those to make those nativity puzzles and they would be happy, I'm sure, to be able to be a part of the preschoolers learning about the birth of Jesus. What a great way that they would be able to contribute to your your ministry in that way. So, so that's for our younger preschool. For our older preschool, there's an activity called Learn More About Jesus' Birth. And so it calls for a plastic child-friendly manger scene. And just want to let our our listeners know that this is something that is a great investment to make that is something that is used over and over every year. And so if that's something that you do not have, I want to encourage you, if you're able to, to make an investment for that to be able to reuse every year. Then there's also an activity called Make Play-Doh Families. And so just a reminder to make sure that you have quite a few people-shaped cookie cutters for this activity. Gingerbread men type cookie cutters will work great for this activity as well. The last preschool activity I wanted to make note of is in our preschool worship, and that is they're going to be shining flashlights. And so as we have mentioned in previous episodes, make sure you check the flashlights that they work and that you have batteries in them that work prior to the Sunday. If you don't, then that can get very frustrating because you wouldn't be able to do this activity. And so you also want to make sure that a teacher isn't alone with preschoolers for this activity. It's going to be where the preschoolers are under the table with the bedsheet, and you want to make sure at least one side of the table is open as well to ensure that preschoolers are always visible. And that's a good reminder. You, you reminded us that last week when we talked about using a tent. If they used a tent last week, would it be okay to use it again this week? I think they definitely could as well. And, you know, that's a great word, Landry, that in these these activities that we share, our teachers, our leaders in their churches may think that, you know, if I used a tent rather than a table with a bed sheet, that's going to work better in my situation. And we want to encourage our 
our leaders to do what's going to work best for them, that they can modify some of these supplies at times to help them carry out the activities as well. Now, Delaney, in older kids, the session starter for the first option will will require some preparation and you're you're writing down nicknames and you're writing down well-known historical figures to match with those nicknames. We've given several choices for you that we've chosen just to give you ideas, but you could come up with your own nicknames or add to it. And um, But it, it's just a, a really fun matching game. To, to kind of make it easier, you might want to write the nicknames in one color of marker and then write the uh, actual names in another color of marker. And you could make two sets, form two teams, see which team can correctly match the most cards first. But it, it's a, it'll be a lot of fun. And the reason for this game is to point toward the names of Jesus in Isaiah 9. So in Isaiah 9, there's different names for the Son of God who we know as Jesus, um, and of course, I think about Handel's Messiah because this is one of the pieces in Handel's Messiah. It comes directly from Isaiah 9, and so you might actually want to find a recording of that and kind of play it in the background while they're doing the activity. A lot of kids may never heard it because it, I don't know that it gets a lot of uh, playtime, <laughs> and so that would just kind of reinforce as they're playing this activity, reinforce that passage and how it talks about the names. But the whole point of that is these names are significant and they point to attributes of Jesus that on this side of the New Testament we can interpret and see. On kids' worship, uh, moving to that now, talking about uh, the group Demo. Now, I want you to listen carefully to this because this is something that I probably would miss if I weren't paying attention. And that is there's you're going to be making a yeast. Yeast. Y-E-A-S-T. Yeast. This is when my West Texas comes in and uh, it's hard to pronounce. This is, <laughs> this is when the yeast mixture, you'll need to let it sit for about 10 minutes. And we say that in the, in the book. This is what I would do is... I would test it out ahead of time because your yeast could be dead. Now, I I hadn't really thought about that, but if your yeast is dead, this demo will not work. So you might want to make sure you have some fresh yeast. I never thought that I'd be telling people on a podcast, make sure your yeast is not dead, but make sure it's not dead. So you may want to, you may, I, I would really try this one at home first. And then when and then you make sure that you let it sit for about ten minutes, and it's going to begin to foam a little on its own. If it doesn't begin to foam, that means your yeast is what, Delany? It's dead. Dead yeast. We don't want any dead yeast. And you know, a lot of times, Landry, it'll come in those little packets, so it would be easy to test one of the packets, and then you would have the remaining ones for your demonstration. That's right. That's right. It. Look at the dates. <laughs> Look yes. at the dates on your yeast. 
All right. I, I know some people would not, uh, they would think about that all day long and realize that yeast can die. People like me, I don't bake bread anymore. I used to, but that was a long time ago. Wouldn't even think about that. All right. Now, moving on to Kids Midweek. There's a insanity game. I know sometimes we feel like we're going insane when we teach, but this is an insanity insanity game, and it will need five hula hoops and recreation items like balls, bandanas, plastic batons. Just make sure that you have those gathered uh, ahead of time. And then another uh, activity in midweek is writing cards for people who are in nursing homes or, or people who aren't able to come to church. They, they live in their own homes or... They uh, are in assisted living residences, but they, they're not able to come to church. There's somebody at your church staff. Maybe it is the ministry assistant uh, at your church who who can help you identify church members. Maybe it's a deacon uh, who can help you identify church members who, who really could benefit from this encouragement. You know, there are some church members that get all the attention, and there are others who may not, and it may be forgotten. So try to seek out those those people because some some people in our church is going to get a lot of attention around Christmas, and there are others that are going to be very lonely. And so as you make those cards, really seek out some people that may not get any other any other uh, ministry touch from the church. So Downing, what excites you about this session? You know, when I think about this session, I mean, so we were talking about earlier too. I mean. Who doesn't get excited about Christmas? I mean, the Christmas story. This is the story about God sending his son. And so we're talking about how God keeps his promises. And he kept his promise of sending his son for us. And so it's exciting to me about we're able to teach boys and girls this story from a different perspective than most times they hear the Christmas story. And as we said earlier, too, it's just, it's about Christmas. Boys and girls get excited about Christmas, too. And so this is a way to help them understand the true meaning of Christmas. Delaney, you're you're so right. I love the fact that we can teach kids about Jesus, about his birth, with an Old Testament passage. Isaiah 9 is well known, but maybe so well known, sometimes we forget how many years it was between Isaiah's words and Jesus' actual birth. We talked earlier about delayed gratification. I mean, you talk about delayed gratification. Generations had to wait for Jesus to be born, for the promised Messiah to come. Yet God calls us to be faithful and to trust him because he is faithful. And so I'm just excited that this is another opportunity to tell kids this whole Bible points to God's redemption through Jesus Christ. This whole Bible points to Jesus. And this this example is so obvious and such a great opportunity for us in the midst of, of everything going on related to Christmas, to say, here's why Jesus came, and here's where he's, a place where Jesus' birth is promised. And even in your leader Bible study, 
you might want to look at your leader Bible study where there's there's actual some some in the sidebar where you can see some of the things related to Jesus' birth that's spoken about in Isaiah, and we've mashed it up with some passages in the New Testament where you can see that it's fulfilled. And it's that's a big, great exercise to do with older kids, especially, is to help them say, here's the prophecy, here's where it's fulfilled. Here's the prophecy, here's where it's fulfilled. And, and that's a good starting place right there on your on your leader uh, Bible study, just in that, in that sidebar. So, yes, I'm excited, not just because it's Christmas, but I'm excited because we're talking about the coming of the Savior. It's a great word, Landry. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.